the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters in real estate marketing ardor seo Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest from the state of, you guessed it, Arizona. Many of my listeners know where I uh, transplanted from to here, uh, from there to here in Florida. So I'm excited to have Brad Bergamini from Prescott, Arizona, Keller Williams. Brad, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Tim. I appreciate being on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I always ask this question. It's the same question I ask most people. Were you, uh, you know, like a, a small tot of six years old tugging on your uh, mom or dad's pant leg saying, I can't wait to be a realtor? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I wanted to do when I was little. <laughs> in fact, the good news is, is most of us uh, in real estate were, were something else, which means that anybody can, can be successful from any, just about any background. My background specifically was I went to school for teaching and I decided that wasn't going to happen for me but I learned some skills paying for school, which was bartending for 11 years. And there, uh, there isn't a better realtor than somebody who's been in the customer service restaurant industry. Uh, you oh. learn how to humble yourself real quick when you pick up after others and, and serve others, um, yeah. especially in that field. So that's my background. Yeah, you hear a lot of stories uh, when you're, I've, I've tended bar myself. You really know how to acclimate to a different character at every end of the in a horseshoe. If you work a horseshoe bar, you know, where it's sure. a Sure, you become a, a, a quite the uh, the student of, you know, personalities and and how to, how to solve problems quickly. Yeah, for sure. So well, let me ask you this. Okay, so you were going to school to, to be a teacher and you said, hey, that's just not going to be for me. What led you into real estate? Did you know someone, meet someone, or did you get one of those, hey, I'm sitting here at the bar. You know what, Brad, you'll be a great realtor. Yeah, actually, it was it, it was even, it was somewhat uh, similar. Uh, some beautiful ladies that uh, were so nice to me just saying, hey, you know what? I know you've been doing real estate for a long time. We would really like you to join us in the mortgage industry. Uh, this was like 2000-ish, 2001-ish, oh, right okay. when... Rates dipped under 7% and it was the mortgage craze. I hit right. that right before the mortgage craze. And I realized real quick within about a year, uh, right around a year of that business that, you know, at the time mortgage companies could charge whatever they want and they charged it on the front end, the back end and in between. And there was so much money coming in. And some of the, the, the counseling I was giving to folks is, you know, maybe it's not a good time for you to refinance and pay me roughly 10 grand to borrow 20 grand and reset your mortgage for 30 years. You're so close to retirement. I can tell you that the nice part of that is my, I got tapped on the shoulder by my, my boss and she goes, Hey, we can't do that. <laughs> you can't tell people not to get a loan. I said, I need to find an industry where I can tell people the truth and they actually can be better for it. At the time, and don't get me wrong, I know great mortgage people now, and I know great mortgage people then. I just know that that, that at that time, that wasn't what we did. Um, right. And so, 
real estate just spoke to me. It was like, well, I can tell people exactly how much I make because I'm going to ask them for that up front. Right. <laughs> and if they don't want to pay me that up front, they probably won't hire me. And it seemed to fit my, uh, my values real well. I can provide tons of value and not have to worry about it because for the most part, I didn't have anybody looking over my shoulder going, hey, you can't do that. You're going to cost the, 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 the company money. So the only money I, I ever cost was my own whenever I said, hey, maybe it's not a good time to sell or maybe you shouldn't be purchasing this property and, and, and putting yourself in debt so close to whatever it was. So I uh, never had that happen. So yeah, it's been a good advice. industry yeah. so far. Fantastic. So we talked about how you got started in the industry and, and why you did what you, you know move into real estate. So let's talk about today. You do have a team, Bergamini Group. So tell me about the team, who they are. I did notice we have a spouse on the team as well. We do. We do. My wife uh, have met in high school. Uh, we're both from Prescott, Arizona. Uh, it wow. is our hometown. Uh, it gives us a great advantage over our competition, I believe, uh, because we are so local and we give back locally. But the fact is, is that my wife has a background. She was a CPA for years and ran other companies. She ran a large um, civil engineering company. I don't run, but she was a CFO for that. So she she was uh, financially responsible for everything that came in and out of that multi-million dollar production company. So, um, you know, the downturn, close to the downturn hit, you know, I think most of us were even successful during that time. Uh, 2008 was uh, traumatic. So um, she would ask me, you know, where's the money? And I asked her politely, I said, you could either be in my business or you can't be in my business, one or the other. And mm-hmm. the best decision ever made was having her actually part of the business now. She runs as, you know, we run an EOS system. Uh, she runs as the integrator. She actually manages most things on the team and, and actually knows more about negotiation and is better at it than I ever was in my, you know, two decades of, of doing real estate. So yeah. yeah, my wife is is phenomenal. She she is uh, an integral part of the team. Nice. Yeah, I, I've had half hour long podcast just talking about the dynamics of husband and wife, you know, working on a team together. Um, I always find it fascinating, always. So tell me about the rest of the team. Um, has that just you know organically built over time, or were you out looking and recruiting for uh, agents to work under your umbrella? I believe like most successful teams organically is how we start always having more business than what you can manage and and handle is typically how uh, a good team starts. Don't get me wrong. I think you shift somewhere along the way and then you start looking for people and talent and making sure you're growing a team the right way. But for the most part, my team started in 2000, well, eight, nine, when other agents and people were looking around going, here's the only guy that's busy. What's yeah. going on with him? And then I, I kept on looking at it because I've always, you know, great problem to have. I always have more business than I can actually manage and, and do myself, which made sense to go ahead and look for people who are better than me. I always look at that as the agents and the, and the administrative staff that we hire. They're better than me. Don't get me wrong, they're, they're better than me in that specific space in which they hold. And so I was fortunate enough to grow organically with people who saw what we were doing, decided that they wanted a part of that and move forward. I think even locally, I've trained and have more 
higher producing agents than any other agent in our little hometown because imparting knowledge, helping others succeed. That's you know, it's a team lead. Uh, that's their that's their challenge, and that's their their focus and love, for sure. Yeah. Nice, nice. So we talked about how you got started. Talked about your team a little bit. So let's talk about the future. Put our prognostication hats on and predict the future here. But Brad, uh, what does the next one to three years look like for you and your team? Goals, thoughts? Yeah, uh, goals are significant. You know, we get together. I just came from my leadership retreat. You know, we do that every quarter and every year. That's just part of the model. Some of the goals that we have for the upcoming one to three years is we know next year is probably going to be challenging for a lot of real estate agents. And most real estate agents in our market, probably every market has never seen the downturn. They don't yeah. know what to do when things aren't, uh, aren't coming in and you're not getting multiple offers on your homes. You're not getting buyers willing to pay extra for a home. Now the salespeople rise to the top typically. And I've been through that downturn and the people left from that devastating time frame in, in 08. And even right. before that, you know, even some small downturns here and there. When I came into the business, all the people who had to now learn a computer <laughs> of all things, uh-huh. right. aging myself a little bit, but sure. all those agents that never, never went online, never, never had a website, never did anything that that was techy, those folks were out of the business within a couple of years. I, sure. I believe that we're going to be in an opportunity place for growth this next year, just because there's a whole bunch of agents that don't know what to do when the phone doesn't ring and people just aren't begging them to buy a house. And so we've been super fortunate to understand what's going on and be able to train around it. And our agents are still producing very well. In fact, I, I keep track of, of our MLS data and our agents are outperforming the MLS you know, five to one, they're still doing incredibly well. It's, you know, it's going to be a good growth time. It may not be the time that we all go, Hey, gosh, you know, we're going to make four times more than we did last year, because right. again, the last two years have been so easy in real estate for a lot of folks. But um, we also, my wife and I run a separate with a partner, a couple different companies. We have a title company, investment company, a uh, mortgage uh, company, and then we have a specific investment company that uh, our agents can actually contribute and actually be involved with. And I think that growth is going to be huge in the next couple of years. So yeah, for sure. Actually pretty excited about it. That's fantastic. So let me ask you this. You had mentioned, you know, a lot of agents that, that, that are, well, I'll say my, I have no idea how old you are. I will tell you I'm 52. (laughs) Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. So I, I talk to agents all the time uh, that are like, Tim, I don't know anything about social media. I don't know anything about SEO. I don't know anything about anything. I've been boots on the ground my whole life. And the, the past two years, you know, was even easier. So they, sure. they tend they tend to not take the time to learn anything, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but I do know the average age of a real estate agent in the United States, I think is 55 years old, uh, which is sure. amazing. Yeah. Sure. And because they're successful, most of them at that age, they've, they've kind of mm-hmm. got over that hump and have a nice sphere and things like that. Uh, but you're right. A hundred percent right, Brad. I mean, those that don't know how to take it to the next level in a bad market, you know, that have been gliding along. Not, I'm not even talking about the last two years. I'll talk about from sure. 2008 till sure. now. Right. Sure. So what are we talking about? 14, 15 years. If you're 55, you were, were 40 you know, or, or 30 in your thirties, maybe you made that transition. Right. And you've been yep. like, 
HDTV told me how to be a real estate agent. That's what I always say. HDTV lies to us, right? You know, you just buy a fancy car, drive around town and wave to everybody, you know, yeah. and you'll get listings. It doesn't work like that, does it? And, and, you know, there's some great coaching out there. You know, absolutely. You had some coaches on your uh, podcast that that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really followed them. I, some of them, I bought their packages and, and work with them specifically to be coached. So it's been great. But understand that that not everybody is the guy that does a certain thing a certain way. I think once you start, and I think maybe age might be time in, in the industry, you realize what your strengths and weaknesses are. If you keep on trying to power through your weaknesses over and over again and not use your strengths, sometimes that's a waste of effort. And sometimes it, it takes, I mean, what I, what I realized what we've been really good at in the last two decades of real estate is spotting somebody's strength and going, hey, I know you struggle here. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of that part. We'll take care of that part. You go use your strength. And so I think that, uh, you know, in any industry, I think real estate, specifically the biggest shift in real estate in the last, I don't know, 20 years. And thank goodness I've been part of it is that we no longer have to be everything to everybody all the time. And I think that there was some quality in that back maybe in the in 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. But by, uh, you know, somewhere around the 2004, 5, 6, even now, I mean, everybody's a specialist Yeah. if you're doing anything well. And so if you can specialize in either, you know, working great with this type of buyer, this type, you can make a lot of money in this industry. Sure. You just have to be in a space where you can do that and still make a lot of money in this industry. Yeah, I, re I mean, remember, um, I'm old enough to remember, and, and maybe you remember, maybe you don't, but gosh, I know you know the numbers, but people were still buying houses in 82, 83 when oh, absolutely 17%. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you're not locked in for the rest of your life. You may lock into the home because you love it, but that rate will change a million times over your lifetime. Sure. And I think people get comfortable with, with tonality mm -hmm. quickly, meaning you know, at some point in time, all those renters that are paying 100% in interest rate look at a 10 or 12% interest rate and go, hey, that's not bad, yeah, <laughs> right? right? Because it's not 100% interest. You know, right. at some point in time, the person who's going, hey, I'm going to wait to sell realizes that, yeah, what are they waiting for? When you trade a house for another home, literally the cost is similar and even you know, what we're finding out and, and, you know, the math works and mortgage companies really, you know, because mortgage companies like to be in business and get paid. Yeah. They adapt really quick with, with programs that basically help the consumer keep the number, the payment fairly similar. Now, right. don't get me wrong. They're not going to do that over a 30 year fixed mortgage. Right. Most likely because it doesn't, you know, there's no advantage to that uh, long term. But, you know, we're looking at this as a short-term problem, meaning three, five years, not a 20-year problem. I don't know that we're going to get back to 2.5% interest ever, unless, of course, something changes wow. that'll cripple us in the future. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but, you know, we look at it and go, that probably shouldn't have happened for the last couple of years. So yeah. we have to look around it and go, okay, great. What's next? And right. I can tell you that the consumer's adapting pretty fast. A lot faster than than I did in 08 yeah. and 07 even the, at that time frame. Yeah, all we really want is normalcy, right? I mean, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, last two years were neat, but we paid a price. You know, sure. some of us physically, 
uh, society-wise, you know, things like that. It's been an interesting two years. If you're a realtor, it's been a profitable, well, two and a half years, really. But man, I'd give up COVID and everything that went on and elections and all this uh, other stuff over the past two and a half years. I'd give it all up just to have normalcy, you know. And um, but yeah, I think we're all we're all kind of you know there's there's a part of us all that goes, okay, we can breathe a little. Now what? Right. You know, I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll be very transparent. Had I had to work on my skills, uh, my systems, my processes, my scripts anything sales in the last three, four years, maybe not that much. Maybe that's the problem, right? That I haven't had to work on that stuff yeah, because maybe. it has been if fast and furious. And, you know, we've been talking to sellers and we're like, okay, we'll put it on the market. Oh, it's gone. Right and now. It really does take a good salesperson to sell a home, sure. a good marketer to sell a home yeah. and to be in business, you're going to have to get better. And, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you look at that challenge and you go, oh, you can crumble and go, oh, that that challenge is no good. Or you can just look at it and go, that's a challenge. Thank goodness I have the challenge because right. otherwise you wouldn't know. I'm never going to get better. So, right. yeah, no, it's, I, it's uh, a great challenge to have. For sure. You, know, you, you bring up a good point, Brad. I was, I was speaking to a realtor the other day and he goes, you know, it was so funny. I was showing a house. And I'm not going to repeat what he said to the potential buyer, but it was a rookie mistake, right? Mm -hmm. And he lost the deal. And he goes, I've been doing this for 20 years sure. and I haven't ever made that mistake because my mentors always told me, don't say this, don't say that. And he goes, I sure. teach it to my team. And lo and behold, because of the, he blames the past two years where yeah. he didn't have to say anything. Yeah. There's the house, you know, yep. here's the price. He, he was doing it online. He was selling houses without them even touring it. This is LA. Sure. sure. A little bit different. Here too. Yeah. I mean, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So he, and he started making mistakes when he got back to showing homes and, and I chuckled at it, you know, kind of like, yeah, I could see that. Right. I mean, your, your demeanor changes, your habits change, your good habits turn to slack, you know, and, and, but yeah, it's time to get back to the basics. Sure. Get back to basics. But here's the thing. What's 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 nice about today over, you know, even 20 years ago is back to basics isn't back to basics because there's so much that's there already to right. consume and, and help you through it. I think that that we all look at it and go, well, you know, there's a shiny object here that's going to fix everything. Nothing fixes everything. And I think the biggest challenge I think we're going to see isn't interest rates everybody's like oh interest rates are going to be a huge challenge the biggest challenge that we're going to see in our marketplace and others is the fact that the consumer has no way for you to actually interact with them on a regular basis they've got 18 email addresses they just gave you the one they never look at they didn't give you a good number or if they did give you a good number they haven't answered it in a long time because they screen all their calls and they don't text everybody's like oh texas get gets a better response but I think the political climate in the last year specifically yeah. really kind of wrecked it for real estate agents in some way. Uh, I opened my mailbox and um, because I take, uh, we take care of my mother-in-law who's elderly, that mm -hmm. poor lady gets more mail about everything. And so if, if I did see anything real estate related, would it be white noise? So right. looking for better ways to reach out and, and get to the consumer that really wants you. 
not the one yeah. that, that picks you out of default is going to be a challenge. And I think the people who are proactive with it and, and can share that information, it's going to be great. I think it's yeah. going to be a great season you, for sure. You definitely want people, what Google calls in the buying cycle and, sure. and not, not necessarily buying a home. They just call it in the buying cycle because the, the work and the processes they're going through online uh, or in a goal to make a, a to, to make a decision, whether it's buying or listing, doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. So how would someone get in touch with you, Brad? Maybe they're uh, maybe they're in Iowa looking to move to beautiful the, the Prescott Valley or Prescott area. Yeah, if you're looking for for Prescott, I the Bergmanigroup.com. Good luck trying to spell my last name. So I try to make it simple. <laughs> I, I learned early on in the Prescott area, welcome to Prescott.com is my, is my domain. You can go to welcome to Prescott.com. You can find us there making it easier for folks. If you're looking for a home, uh, we do have agents also in Flagstaff and nice. we have agents in Phoenix that work on the team. So we service Maricopa, Maricopa County, Coconino County and Yavapai County. Good luck trying to spell those as well. Yeah. If you're from um, Iowa, you're probably not spelling those. Very, or, correct. Or you're not spelling those at all. You're just looking at Arizona. But by all means. Bergamini would be easier. Yeah. <laughs> in Bergamini, you know, it's funny. Um, I remember first year in, in real estate, somebody asked me, how are you ever going to sell anything with that last name? You should change it. And I was like, well, that's not once you know it, you're, you're never going to unknow it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And you can also give us a call. Office number is 928-227-8448 is myself. 928-237-4400 is the nice. office number. So Got it. Got it. So, you know, here we are at the end of the show, Brad. We've, we've learned a lot about you. We appreciate your time. Uh, I always let the guest, you know, like I said, I'm the DJ spinning the, you're the hit record. Take us out. Tell us what's ever on your mind, your heart. You know, here before the holidays, whether it's about business or personal, yeah. maybe what you like to do in, in in the Prescott area. Well, Prescott's amazing. Uh, it's, I mean, almost anybody that I mean, I run into somebody in, in the airport, like, oh, where are you from? Prescott, Arizona. Almost everybody knows where that is. Like, yeah. sort of. <laughs> right. So Prescott sells itself. I don't have to do that. I can tell you that um, I've been involved and uh, volunteering with our associations and everything else for years. And what I keep on thinking to myself in the next couple of years is how many people who could so much benefit from what we have to offer as a team. So, I, I mean, some people go, oh, is this a recruiting call? Maybe, but I can tell you for the most part, it's, right. it's a conversation call because I can tell you that I'm pretty open. That's the reason why I gave you my cell phone number on uh, on this. Is I'm pretty open to a phone call going, hey, and I get them all the time going, hey, I have this issue. I think you might have an answer for me. Can you help me through it? I'm not coaching on a, on a wide scale at this point, but I can tell you that there are some agents that I coach through that on a regular basis. In this upcoming couple of years, people are going to have some issues that they don't know how to solve. Sure. And you know, one of them is, how do I get paid? How do I continue doing what I love to do, helping people? And that becomes more of a challenge every year. But so far, we've beat it. We beat that challenge and actually have our profit margins get higher and higher every year. And I, nice. I don't think that's going to change in the next next year either. Next two years, we're yeah. just going to do better and better. So just okay. reach out to me. And, you know, the holidays are tough. I mean, what? Gosh, it's the 22nd here. I don't know when this is going to air, but Christmas is coming. 
uh, hang in there. You know, the, the next year, I think, will provide itself a lot of opportunities for a, a lot of real estate agents and investors, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Brad, thanks so much for being on the program. Uh, I look forward to checking in with you over the next three, six, nine months, see how things are going. Enjoy your holiday season. And I look forward to the next time we speak. Thanks. I appreciate it, Jim. Have a good one. You too.